Welcome back to the podcast on energetic and spiritual embodiment in the here and now. I'm the healing bomb that'll keep you calm, Mars Musakia, and on this episode, we are talking all about grounding. Why is it important? What is a grounding cord? How do I know I'm grounded? Get ready to bounce back into your body because it's time for manifestations with Mars. Grounding, quite simply, is the act of being present in your physical body. It's a reminder that you can't stray too far from yourself. It is pretty easy to do. It is a simple step to remind you that you are here on earth, you are present with your physical body, and you are anchored into reality. Grounding is an act of remembrance. Grounding is an important aspect of energetic hygiene because it is that act of remembrance. It is reminding you that, hey, you are here. Hey, it's real. Whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're sensing, you could bridge it back to your experience here, right now, what you're going through. The importance of grounding is that it is embodiment it literally is you being yourself allowing yourself to be let's face it people can dissociate a lot of people use spiritual practices or energy work or meditation as a way to leave the body to escape the body and to get away from reality by grounding you're kind of helping yourself not do any of those things you're helping yourself stay in touch with you (laughs) there's no way to forget that you're the one experiencing these things maybe it's truth maybe it's not a lot of astral traveling is play and learning and training and recognizing that not everything is going to be translated into reality as you expect it to be grounding helps you sort through that to keep talking about grounding I drew up some pictures of what I have seen grounding show up as. This has shown up in my own practice. This is what I have seen for clients. This is what I have seen for myself. This is what I have seen as a teacher of different energetic workings. So please keep that in mind. Keep that in mind that this is my interpretation of things. This is from my perspective and that I'm only speaking for myself based off of my own experiences. Thank you. So we are looking at figure 3.1. Figure 3.1 shows the person with the auric body, the column, the white column in the middle. That represents the horror line. The horror line has the ability to expand or contract just like the rest of the energetic body with the aura. If you don't know, listen to that episode. It's the one before this. The horror line acts as your control center while it is still directly connected to the horror center itself, which is the womb space. It is sexual and creative energy. It is helping bring things that you are envisioning, that you are actively working on or actively bringing in, creating reality for yourself. That is this mode of doing that. The heart line is also one way that you can transport to your Akashic records using different energetic 
levels, centers, or points in your body, such as the thymus or the transpersonal point, etc. Figure 3.1 shows two spots that are highlighted at the base of the body and then also below the feet. So this is representing the grounding cord coming out from the base of the body out through the perineum going down through the legs the rest of the energetic body to the grounding point that energetic center it is also known as the earth star it is also sometimes shown as a black spot not brown i like the color brown with grounding grounding literally just makes me think of dirt planting your feet firmly in the dirt there's no other sensation than that that can bring you back to your body in my opinion like Taking your feet, if you have the ability to, into sand, dirt, whatever, you feel things. So this energy then extends out past the grounding point and continues down while the brown energy outside of the aura also represents grounding energy that can be accessed at will through this grounding cord. You could literally be grounding into the earth below you. You could ground into your own body. You could ground into the light of the core of the earth. You could ground into the center of the universe, center of the primordial universe. You could ground into the rings of Saturn if you wanted to, but you don't have to. I would say it's smart to direct where you are grounding your energy, but for this example, for the most part, this energy is being grounded down, using the energy at will to go down. Ground down into the earth, ground down into energy. It's not grounding up into anything. It is not pulling anything into the energetic field. Like the Hara line, the Hara line just is. It is the own energy expanding out from somebody somebody at their core. The rest of the brown coloring at the bottom of the image, while it is grounding energy, it still stays outside of the auric body. It stays outside of that border that is drawn because it is something to stay outside of the body. The grounding cord I like to consider as something that is permanently grounding into energy. You could always engage with it to remind yourself that yeah, you are grounded, but more or less that is there. Unless you are doing something like willfully dissociating or forcing certain energetic centers to blast open before they're ready. Figure 3.1 shows the energy stays outside of the body. This is also a way that you can transmute energy by using the grounding cord, sending it down, sending it down and out, and then it stays out. You intend for it to be sealed outside of your body so that it can be recycled either by your own energy guidance can universe can you could ask anybody be mindful of what it is you ask to recycle that energy and what that is going to be recycled into otherwise it just exists outside of that space or within a space and since it has kind of just been attached to you addressed by you familiar with you it could clean back this isn't to like cause fear this isn't to cause fear in anybody but just to be mindful. A lot of spirituality, a lot of energetic practices rely on the state of cleanliness, which grounding kind of reflects, but I don't think to a dangerous degree. It's not saying that you're not able to connect with something because you can't ground. I think that by being human, we do have grounded experiences whether we let those be things that ground us into our bodies is another choice that we have to make 
think that's all to say with figure 3.1. The main point with this is to show that you could use two different exit points out through the perineum, out through the bum, out through the feet, and to make sure it keeps expanding out so that it leaves your own energetic body to transmute. All right. Figure 3.2. We are keeping the same person with the auric body and the hara line. That will be something maintained throughout most images to show that this is an act of willful engagement, that you have more control over your energetic field and how it expands. With figure 3.2, there's a couple of different things going on. I wanted to represent with the gold coloring that the grounding is an act of will that you choose to be here you choose to be present it's not always a choice for some people some people don't have control whether they are rooted in reality or not there are certain conditions physical conditions that can cause mental symptoms like mold exposure you're more likely to hallucinate but then there's certain psychological conditions that we don't know the whole truth of that we don't know what treatments really address or provoke certain conditions a lot of things can have psychotic features there's a huge topic of what is actually psychosis and delusion and what is genuine spiritual insight nobody really knows <laughs> That's the great thing. A lot of uh, prophets have been turned away because they are crazy. There's the whole role of false prophets in a lot of religious ideologies and teachings. There's a lot of deconstructing spiritual ways of being from contemporary times, which is now, because things are so different from what we're learning from the times that we're trying to learn from things are so different in the 21st century versus where some spiritual practices were started either a hundred years ago versus several hundred to thousands of years ago this is talking about being here choosing to engage with the totality of your energetic body and choosing to be present with the physical plane um this does not mean that you are not also interacting with an astral or spiritual energy. This does not mean that you are exempt from doing other things to promote a healthy practice with boundaries. I included the drawing of what is called kundalini energy. I consider it to be, you know, the two balancing forces of energy that happen to be sexual. Other people call it masculine and feminine energies. I don't believe energy really has a gendered expression like that. It just is. So I see these energies as both air and earth on one side and then fire and water on the other side. It kind of contradicts the other teachings where elemental energy is either masculine or feminine. This is just expressions of energies as they are. This is just what I see. Reminding you that this is all because of what I see and define. 
So knowing that this is what these energies represent, and then knowing that they go through this golden point, which is the starting center of the grounding cord in this example, you are showing the engagement of different energies that are interacting with your bodies. This is your body itself interacting with itself. It is allowing the embodiment and it is allowing yourself to choose to ground into reality, to ground into your body by harmonizing these elements and letting them be with the golden cord the golden grounding cord this is just to show that it is closer to the solar plexus energy what it is actually starting at is the base of the spinal column where those nerves kind of start branching out away from the protection of the bones bun that's how i see it i see a lot of i wish i could draw <laughs> the anatomy of what i do see in certain things because it is very it's very much like a chart that would be displayed at the front of a biology class or some shit it's a lot that's why i'm breaking it down simply i don't want to traumatize literally anybody with what i see or am talking about this is also showing that the white interloping energy it's also starting at the base interacting with the grounding and then coming up and meeting harmoniously above the head where one is connected with more of the divine things this is also allowing your connection with the divine or universal etc to be grounded as this can't really be, i really did it draw it as a 3d image showing the depth of this capacity but it is three-dimensional because it is in the physical it is your body you have space around you and within you it's the whole point you're taking it up and grounding helps you accept that that you take up space that you are here you're saying yes yes i am <laughs> That sounds so heinous. So figure 3.2 can also be combined with figure 3.1. You could have all of these components interacting all together. And then that is more commonly how I see it. That is what I enforce in my own sessions, at least. Healthy grounding across the body as one needs it or sees fit for themselves. So the final image I'll be discussing is image 3.3 and this shows different energetic sources and bringing them into the body as opposed to grounding <laughs> with them or grounding into energy so this is also can show up or be referred to as energetic interference this could be embedding this could be cords this could be several different things that are not ideal if you want to remain an autonomous being in control of your own body. And I say that loosely, you can only be in control of your body as, as <laughs> you can't really control how in control of your body you are. There's chronic illness, there's disability, there are things that we are born with, there are things that we are born as that we have no control over, and we learn to live with and we learn to adapt. We do that by being ourselves. So figure 3.3, I'll start at the top. 
So this is kind of based off of what I've seen with pulling energy into one's body to supplement the energetic source of their own self. So this is when people believe that they can't do something themselves. They feel like they don't have that ability or they don't have the confidence to follow through with that action or they think that something is externally bred and then needs to be internalized to some degree. So this could also be people believing that they are deities or certain spirits and not just really resonating with the story of them or the mythology or recognizing that maybe that just has to do with a lesson to be learned at the time. With the pink energy, the arrow is showing that it's being pulled into the top of the body, into the head, into the ears, into the neck. So this is reaching across the transpersonal point. This is going down through the crown, breaking through the barriers of the auric bodies. This is an allowance. This is an invite in. This is somebody saying, I'm accepting this. I receive this. This is what I'm receiving instead of allowing myself to receive my own energy, which would have been either of the points that were mentioned in the other two graphics. I wanted to emphasize the other points that are addressed with this uh, kind of courting, how this influences one. So I didn't define either of the energies that are being pulled into the body, either at the top or at the bottom. This is also kind of a blanket warning to avoid pulling in undefined energy into your body. People say to do an exercise with a certain color of light and you're not saying what that is. Maybe you do get good results. Maybe you do feel grounded or maybe you feel energized afterwards. But ask yourself, what is the source of that energy? There are multiple sources of energy and sometimes you could be signing up for something that you don't know you are signing up for. That doesn't mean you can't get out of it because you were coerced and didn't consent. And that's a whole other topic. But it could still be troubling. It could still cause issues where maybe they didn't have to if you were more considerate or if you had known about the risk of interacting with other energies that you don't know, you don't define, and you don't confirm this is what's being done. So this is also going to the ears, this is going through the crown, this is going to the brow, the third eye, the causal body. This is shaping how one is interpreting the reality around them based off of kind of a rose-colored glass situation where there's this filtration where this reality, this version of reality, is so greatly believed and accepted. It is the only thing that makes sense and it can be... An indoctrinating effect. You could be easily influenced in things like a cult dynamic where you are now feeding into this thing that is not yourself but it is saying all of these things to try and get yourself feel committed to the cause, to feel like you are part of the group, to feel important. A lot of it is to feed that feeling of importance, that sense of purpose. If you don't know yourself, if you are not grounded into yourself, if you don't have healthy a healthy relationship with yourself or your identity or you're still figuring that all out, it can be a roller coaster. You will be driven further away from yourself and taken on all sorts of rides because you are sending a signal out that this can happen, that this energy can influence you and you will let it and you won't even question it. 
you will just think that that's something that you have to do. It tests your obedience and not your discernment. That's what the top of the image for 3.3 is showing. The bottom of the image for 3.3 shows energy being pulled up into the body through the grounding cord, through the base of the body, and allowing it to stretch up and expand through the root, the sacral, the perineum, the hara. This could even start intertwining with the hara line itself so that it I didn't include it with this image but the base of the image where you see the energy more dispersed out that could be representing the horror line and how that is now not serving the self but now adapting to a different energy that is going to embed and now enact in a being so this will also go up to the heart this could go and stretch up and meet with the energy up top it is just to show that this can go up it doesn't have to just go down into somebody it can connect with multiple points and it can cause a lot of energetic distress with other parts of your body aside from the grounding cord it is not just one part that gets affected it is the whole of the body that gets affected when you're not considerate of the energy that you're interacting with it can look pleasant but it is not figures 3.1 and 3.2 show a healthier connection with grounding than figure 3.3 does there's the definition of grounding within the self knowing what points you are exercising within yourself when you're grounding what you are reinforcing for yourself what kind of belief you're putting out for yourself and internalizing for you versus what can something else impart on you? What can something else tell you or show you or make you feel as a thing when it's not? And you know, this could even be this podcast. This could even be information that I'm telling you from my perspective. It would not be unreasonable for me and my examples and my stories of things, how I see it and interpret it, to be off from what someone else experiences to the point where they had their practice restricted by it. I don't mean to cause any distress. I definitely would not like that to happen. And I'm not calling anyone out. I'm not judging, I'm just saying, let's talk about things, let's consider them a little bit deeper. Let's reflect on why. You know, grounding is consenting with your own energy and it is interacting with a consenting, receptive energy like the earth. We are on the earth and the earth is on our side. Although we don't understand completely what goes on, we don't understand everything, at any point we have natural disasters that we don't predict the kind of destruction and damage they cause we clearly have suffering because of very different things for different people grounding lets us know that we are here it's a nice reminder that we are here grounding can be a way of showing respect to energy beings that have been before you we all kind of overlap anyway in the beliefs that my family perpetuate <laughs> and what they have taught me were kind of all overlapping. We are not just 
the physical energy that we are now and in considering that we are dealing with other people's not only physical energies but the energies they leave behind spiritually maybe we can be a little bit more considerate of what we're doing you also don't want to be grounding into somebody else's energy if you do happen to share a space with someone i encourage one to learn how to recognize the space that they're in to show respect to the space that they're in to other energies or beings that may be in that space and how to safely command a space so that it is cleansed and cleared for what you have to do if you are working with others, if you have your own spiritual or energetic practice, these are some things. And we're also going to be following up with grounding for the next episode with shielding. So these things go hand in hand. Like I've said before, grounding is a natural act of shielding. You kind of are protected by grounding, but we're going to expand on that. Show what shielding the energetic body can look like how it can be interpreted, and what can ultimately affect the energetic bodies and the aura and you if you are not shielded properly or protected. Again, this is not to fearmonger. This is just one perspective on energy and spiritual workings. And being cognizant of that can encourage and spark change in perspective, in practice. I care about people feeling safe in what they're doing and confident in what they're doing. And I hope that you learned something with this too. The next episode is on shielding the counterpart that is natural to grounding itself. Shielding is an important part of energetic hygiene where you can further protect your energy by engaging with it consciously. Just like with grounding, grounding itself is an act of shielding your energy. And we will talk about that then. Thank you for joining me on this episode on grounding. If you have any questions, let me know. Suggestions, let me know. Comments, let me know. Thanks again.